Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are in the fourth episode of our series, The Main Thing, and this is our final episode. And I am so glad that you've gone on this uh, journey with me to focus on and to establish what the main thing is. I want to just let you know that it has been my pleasure to walk through this, to just really rekindle some things within myself, to maintain my focus, especially when there's a lot of things that are trying to pull my focus away. So I, I am excited about us coming to this final episode. One of the things that we realized is that this uh, series is all about us making sure that we are making the main thing the main thing. It's very easy for the thing that should be most important to us because of other incoming things to try to pull us away from it that we miss maintaining what the main thing is. So in this episode, what we are going to look at is the fact is that the the Word of God serves as a mirror for our lives. God's Word serves as a mirror for us. And that mirror enables us to correct any areas that we are needing fixing. It becomes that reflection onto ourselves so that we can see how we need to make sure our hair is straight and how we need to make sure everything is straight on us. And so the words that Jesus was preaching on this mountainside in Matthew 5 through 7 provides us with this look, this, this overview that serves as a mirror to show us this is what God's standard is and this is where you should be going and this is where your the expectation is for you to to uh, to be now one of the things we can realize is and we can even see this in today even in Jesus's day that there were folks there were a lot of folks that listened to him preach this sermon and some folks took it in and accepted it. Some were uh, inspired by it. And then there were some that didn't even affect it. They, they just remained unchanged. So a question today is how will you react to the mirror of God's word? How will you react? How do you react? to the mirror which is God's word. And we've come to this fourth episode and the subtopic or the subtitle of this episode is called directive. Directive. Now when we started off we talked about the mindset, then we talked about the objective, then we talked about execution and now finally the directive now let's go over my defini our definition so we can make sure we're all on the same sheet of music if you remember <clears throat> main is the principal or chief that's which has the most power in producing effect 
thing is an event or action that which is done told or proposed and a directive is an official or authoritative instruction an official or an authoritative instruction so when we jump into this you'll you'll catch on to where we're going with this because we're going to be using some of the scripture that we used last week we're bringing that to this week to kind of tie all this together so that we can have a nice little pretty bow and understand what it is to use this word of God as a mirror so that we can see what it is that we need to see let's look at our scriptures our foundational scripture has been our foundational scripture throughout this entire series has been Matthew the sixth chapter and the 33rd verse and it says in the English Standard Version but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you today we're going to be bouncing into Matthew the seventh chapter the 28th through the 29th verses and it says and when Jesus finished these sayings the crowds were astonished at his teachings for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes now remember what I said that a directive is an official or authoritative instruction so now you see where we're going with this right then James the first chapter the 22nd through the 25th verses says this but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like but the one who looks into the perfect law the law of liberty and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing and so as we look at look at this final episode we see how some folks were impressed by Jesus because he did not just recite the scriptures he did not just recite the same old prayers he did not just say it the way everybody else was saying it he had a different look on the scriptures that he was presenting and the declarations that he was making everyone could feel and sense the authority in the words that he was saying he uh He delivers this uh, sermon in such a way that the folks know that there's something different about him. And just a little side note, we have to remember that Jesus is the Word. And so he was just coming from the godly intention of the word that was being de declared he was not giving a, a, a 
uh, exegesis where he was trying to pull out what was being said. He was declaring what was being said because this was him manifesting what was written and providing the commentary, the dialogue behind it to cause them to get a greater understanding. And that was because it was him and he was it. He is the word and the word is him. So he was able to say this is the intention behind this. And he could say it with such authority because he knew the true intention of this. It was not uh, had any man inputted or or or. It was, wasn't opinionated or anything like that. He was able to declare it according to the intention of the Father. But then this makes us jump over to the James scripture, which we'll get to in a minute, because many were, were sitting there saying, wow, this man, such authority. He really causes me to really realize what these scriptures are saying. But then, as they walked away, they fell back into how they were before the sermon was even declared. I'm not going to say that this is typical, but what I want to say is that there are people who get excited, get caught up in the moment. However, they don't allow it to become a part of them so that it, be, it becomes something that drives them. It causes them to see different. It causes them to look different. It causes them to act differently. And this is what the word of God does it, it it should provoke us to righteousness God's way of doing and being and doing right and so we want that to be what God is that not how we feel about it but how God has revealed to us how our actions how our conduct is to be so that he can be glorified there's a story that I ran into. It says, in New Jersey was a preacher who announced an unknown funeral. And the congregation came not knowing whose funeral it was. And the preacher be preached. And as sometimes they do, the people begin to get all wrought up. And there was a lot of crying and weeping. And the preacher continued. And he said, it is sad that the man in the casket is so sinful and so corrupt that he is going to hell. This is a most wicked person. The minister had preached and preached before, but no one believed himself to be lost and headed for hell. He closed his sermon and said, and now it is time to view the corpse. They moved the flowers aside and had two of his, and he had two of his deacons help him to open up the casket. And one by one, as they filed by, They looked into the casket and to their utter surprise, it was filled with a mirror. So every person that looked in the casket saw themselves 
in the casket. So the question then becomes, what do we do as we look into the word that we've heard about the main thing for this past four weeks? What do we do? What are we pulling out of? What are we extrapolating? What are we uh, digging into from the things that have been declared over these past weeks to apply to our lives so that we can move forward? Is, uh, have we changed our mind? Are we looking at the objective that God has set? Are we doing something? Are we executing it? Because... That is what it is, is all about. We talked about before how some of us just like to take in everything and do not like to give it out. But even when God designed our bodies, he has a process whereby we take in and consume and then we eliminate that which we don't need or that which is not helpful for the body. We go ahead and eliminate it. And so sometimes we just hold everything in and we all realize that, uh, I don't know if you've had it, but constipation is not a good thing because then it starts causing different issues within the body. So we don't want to be the one that looks in the mirror and then walks away and forgets about what we look like. We, I'm going to mess with that in a few minutes. But we have to really allow ourselves to make the decision that I am going to be a good citizen of the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> so <clears throat> When we look at James, we, we realize that it says that uh, those who hear God's word but still leave unchanged is the same as looking in a mirror and see that they need to fix something, but instead decide to keep looking the way that they do. Although they see as something that needs to be changed, they decide to live or do or leave it the way it is. And so this is the same thing. See, this is nothing new. This is the same thing that happened to Jesus. Rather than uh, being trapped up in the religious processes of the day, Jesus was telling them that this is not an outside job, but this is an inside job. This is something that has to be initiated on the inside and then it begins to work on the outside uh, there's a song that says Jesus on the inside working on the outside oh what a change in my life because it causes us to change when we allow the Jesus that's within us to go forth and cause us or maneuver us move us to changes that give God glory So what Jesus is concerned about is this internal righteousness, God's way of living, doing, and being right. And if we do not 
do this internal change, this internal adjustment that needs to be made, then we are, again, like we talked about last week, we are committing the worst type of deception, which is self-deception. If you deceive yourself, you have nothing there to provide you with logic to keep you from being deceived. So, uh, the biblical language dictionary says that the word for deceive means to miscalculate, to reason falsely, or to delude. So we are sitting there, we're miscalculating, we, we are uh, to, to, to reason, our, our mindset is wrong, and we are just causing more damage to ourselves than ever before. So as we look at this James, I want, uh, let's, let's go ahead and modernize a little bit. So, uh, so let's just say you woke up one morning and your hair's all, you slept real good and your hair's all smushed up, you know, and everything and, and you slept so good, you know, you, you got a little drool, you know, and, and your eyes is all mad at shit because you're like oh man this was such a good sleep and all and you know and you're just looking all you know and everything and the first thing that you do when you get up what do you do you go in there you look yourself in the mirror and you open your eyes and you're like whoa right and so you might try to make some you make some little adjustments and then you go, you breathe out, and you're like, oh, my goodness, you know, everything, oh, okay, everything is just, just, just awful. But what James is saying, you do all that, and you just like, okay, I gotta get on to work. So you just leave knowing how you are but not putting forth any effort for correction. And because you don't put forth any effort for correction, you go forth making yourself look very, <laughs> very bad. It would affect what people say about you. It would affect your uh, reputation. Uh, it, it, it has these rings of effect that will follow you because you did not do good self-maintenance before you started your day. And that's the same thing that we have to realize. That in the spirit world, that spiritually, the word of God is our mirror. And it presents to us things that we need to make adjustments on but for us to look at it and then say that don't affect me or I don't need to make that change but it's saying you need to make that change but you reason with yourself you uh, miscalculate as as that dictionary says you are telling yourself that I'm okay because I'm not as bad as 
the person sitting next to me or I'm not as bad as someone else but we're not reasoning appropriately that's where that false reasoning come part comes in where we are reasoning not necessarily based upon ourselves but based upon what we see around us remember this is an internal we're not talking about the outside that everybody sees when we're talking about the spiritual part of this we're talking about the you on the inside what is the mindset what is the desire what is do you want to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven do you want to do to be that where there are some things that this kingdom requires and uh, to be a good citizen we our desire is to be uh adhere to the regulations the rules the standards that were established in the kingdom and that's why the scripture went on to say it says <clears throat> That the perfect law of liberty actually gives us freedom because it reveals the error and it allows us to go on a different path so we're no longer walking in error. So it's like the law of liberty becomes your friend who sees you trying to walk into work looking all disheveled and they come grab you and take you in the bathroom and say listen I don't know what kind of morning you had but you can't be coming into work looking like this and they help you get straightened up so that you look presentable to your fellow workers that's what the Word of God does to us it 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 shows us and then the Spirit of God comes in and convicts us and says listen you need to make these changes but now, even then, you don't have to do it. It is still your option. It is still what you want to do. But we want to be helpers one of another. We want to be encouragers one of another. That's why, because you may be walking down and you look in the mirror and see a discrepancy, that's why the Word of God says that if you have sinned that God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin to cleanse you from all unrighteousness but what you need to do is you need to ask for forgiveness you need to begin to make the adjustments this is what the directive is all about the directive is to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so if you're seeking God first and his kingdom and his righteousness that means we have to use this word of God in order to understand what it is that we need to do and we need to start falling in line with that and we need to be doing that and our actions need to be in line with that and that's why James was saying if you're going to be that the, the citizen then you can't be looking at yourself and seeing the changes you need to make and forgetting about that you need to make the changes so the directive is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The execution of that is to look into this perfect law of liberty and begin to make the, adjust the adjustments. The, op the, um, the objective of this is to serve God with gladness and to manifest his kingdom on the earth so that folks will understand that there is a greater kingdom than the kingdom of heaven.
And then as we, our heart causes us to make all these changes, our mindset then sets our affections on things above and not things on the earth. And then we walk more as an ambassador or representative of the kingdom. And in that path, in that way, we're able to lift up Jesus. And he says, if I'm lifted up, that I'm going to draw all men unto me. Because as people watch you, that you are now the living epistle that's read of all men. And because other people see your actions and the changes, they begin to become, uh, have a desire to be a part of what you're a part of. And then you have all those other things added unto you along that whole path. And so when James is talking about the perfect law of liberty, what he is talking about, he's saying that this is this is this law of liberty is complete. It's whole. It's without blemish. It is the totality of what we need to operate in. And the way that God communicates to us today is through his word. And David said a long time ago, he says, your word have I hid in my heart so that I will not sin against you. He also said, your word is a light, unto, a lamp unto my path, a, 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 a light unto my path, a, 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 a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And so it illuminates it causes us to see james brings out another analogy says it's a mirror it, it causes a reflection to let us know how we are conforming to the word of god this bible this word is what we need to immerse ourselves in in a daily uh uh scheduled manner so that we can make sure that we have everything in the right way and so this is what we really have to look into we have to look into the fact that God's Word is manifest in us and because it's manifest in us that we are reflecting who God is in us through us and for us and so as we are going through this we realize that the Bible is God's representation of his communication to us. And with that being said, we have to also realize that it is also the mirror that causes us to see what it is that we are doing. And it shows us the direction that we need to go. It shows us the adjustments that we need to make. It shows us everything that is necessary for us to be glorified in him and him to be glorified in the earth so with all with all that said I, I the one final point that I want us to 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 lock into the main thing is this seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness he says all the other things will be added and if we do the things that need to be added, I mean, if we do the things, if we do the seeking and, and, and the following and doing all this, all our need that we have will be met. Because our focus will not be on the things that we need. It will be focused on 
serving the King of Kings and Lord of Lords because we know if we serve him that he's going to meet the needs. We do our part, he's going to do his part. So the main thing is for us to do our part that we will live in a, a, a life that is reflective of the Word of God. And as we live that life that is reflective of the Word of God, then God will begin, or as we're doing that, God begins to allow things to set up so that He gets the glory and the thing that we were going through, for instance, begins to work for our good so that God says, this is my good and faithful servant and that's what we want to be the good and faithful servant my brothers my sisters my family and my friends i just want you to grab hold of focusing on the main thing there are so many things that are pulling at us but let's keep our eyes looking to heaven looking to the Word of God, conforming to that Word so that we then become conformed to the image of Christ, that we will live our lives as God has destined for us to live them, that He will be glorified in all things. Because it's easy to make other things important. But God wants us to make the main thing the main thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added unto you. They will. Now, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then that is your first step. That is the first uh, reflection of the mirror that you need to see. That Jesus has paid the price for your life already. And what I mean by that is, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Jesus came and paid that price, and all he needs you to do is accept that he paid the price for you, and that moves you from being condemned to now being a citizen of the kingdom of God. And the process to accept the gift that he has already provided for you is this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So if we lock in the fact that Jesus died for us, we believe that he died for us. And that God raised him from the dead and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. That he forgives us of our sins. Because the price has already been paid, we shall be rescued from the penalty of sin. And the Bible also says that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you have not done that, today is your day. Accept what Jesus has done for you. And we want to help you along this journey. Let us know either through uh, the, the uh, chat or you can email us at info at godshousecc.com and let us know that you've made this decision and we were gonna we will we, we are excited we will be more than excited to provide you with information to help you along this path so that you can become that person that God desires for you to be 
that you no longer look disheveled, you no longer have a, a, a look that causes your, your uh, reputation to be affected, but that God can change you through his word so that you can look presentable, beautiful, and awesome to everyone that you meet. Won't you do that today? Well, friends, family, I just want to tell you, it has been an awesome, awesome honor to take us upon this journey talking about the main thing. And here we are at the end. The directive is, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added unto you. Well, until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.